Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Very good Saturday morning to you out there in radio and television land. It is Drive Time Radio, Saturday morning, New York Vinny, hanging out with you out in the street, as Bruce Springsteen would say, uh, on this uh, beautiful, well, you know what? It's beautiful if you're in Seattle. It's, uh, you know, it's it's foggy, but it's not pouring rain. It's uh, foggy, but cars and coffee is still going on right behind. You can see already some nice machinery assembled as uh, we work our way this morning through. Um, Another remote edition of Drive Time. Very happy to be able to come out here. I've been promising that I was going to do this for a long time. Uh, ever since I got back to Seattle, I said I would love to uh, come out to Cars and Coffee and, you know, be out here live and see some of the cars that are out here. We plan on doing a lot more of this this summer as, uh, you know, the summer uh, gets going and the car show season uh, gets going. Hopefully we'll be at one uh, every weekend if we possibly can. And uh, so we figured we'd go out for a little uh, a second test run. We were very successful at the Seattle International Auto Show in November. And that said, okay, let's uh, let's try it again on, a, on a, a different basis where we can, you know, talk to some car owners and people involved in the, uh, in the auto show scene, uh, the cars and coffee scene, and get a little bit, um, a little bit of information about what's going on and what cars and coffee is all about, and basically get a good, uh, a lot of fun here going. So, uh, cars and coffee. Let's start there. In case you don't know what cars and coffee is, uh, all across this nation, uh, people. Uh, that love their cars, that like to show off their cars, that like to show other people uh, their craftsmanship, and maybe somebody who just has a nice car uh, comes down to a, a place where they sell coffee, and they get together, and they look at each other's cars, and they talk to each other. It's a fellowship, if you will, although, you know, it's not just fellas. It's all sorts of people come by. They bring their cars. No, usually no admission to get in. There's no um, uh, prerequisite, except that you love cars. And if you want to learn about, uh, classic cars or, or any kind of car, or you want to learn about uh, this hobby of getting together on a Saturday morning and talking to other people, which let me tell you something we could use a lot more of in this country is people getting together, talking to each other. This is the perfect place to do it because as in baseball, as I always talk about, there's a commonality here. And that is people's cars they love their cars and um they love showing them off just like i love writing about them and talking about them and uh showing them off and and you know giving people advice and following the automotive scene so you don't have to be embarrassed if you come by and you drive an electric car uh if you drive a 54 chevy with the fenders falling off I don't think people, uh, at least the ones I've been to for the most part, and I've been to some pretty hip and happening cars and coffees, uh, I don't think people judge you. Now, maybe if you go down to Hollywood or something like that, you know, you, you might have the, the bar may be raised a little higher. 
Uh, but for the most part, it's just people like you see right behind me, uh, you know, getting together and talking about uh, cars and uh, cars and coffee, which is um, a beautiful thing. But beside, behind me, I should say, uh, already see three cars that have shown up. We got my friend Lance, that's his Studebaker over there, which is a beautiful car. Uh, we'll see if we can maybe walk around to the front of this thing. We got a uh, what appears to be a 69 Plymouth Roadrunner uh, sitting there, 69 Hemi Roadrunner. And I'm going to go with, now I might be wrong on this, but I'm going to go with 64 Sunbeam Alpine. Close? What year? 62. Okay, I was two years off. But uh, for those of you who look at that car, and say, hey, that looks familiar. If you put it in red, it's the car that Maxwell Smart drove for uh, a majority of the episodes of um, Get Smart. I don't know why in the late run of the show they switched them over to a Volkswagen Carmen Ghia, uh, but that's kind of the kind of thing that you see out here, is you see cars that you haven't seen in a long time or maybe have never seen. And... Uh, you know, you get a feel for uh, the sport. And as I say, as people show up in all kinds of cars, uh, all kinds of different. Studebaker, look at what we got rolling up here now. I'm going to step out of the way a second. Where else are you going to see two Studebakers parked? So we definitely, we definitely have the iron out here this morning. So if you're in the area, you want to come by, we're on the air until nine. They run until 10, maybe a little bit after, uh, as we get a chance to, uh, you know, uh, to talk to people. We'll do that a little later in the show, but uh, they're around here until 10. And again, it's Aurora. It's right off of Aurora. It's Westminster and Aurora. It's right where you make that right uh, to go down into Greenwood by the central market, Aurora Village. Uh, is the name of the place, and if you know nothing else about it, it's the place where Sears used to be, as my grandfather. Yeah, get out of place Sears used to be and make a right. Well, that's where we are out here. Uh, so come by. I, myself, am squiring the uh, brand-new Ford Maverick XLT pickup, which is Ford's new little pickup, and... Um, Let's get Nathan in because I'm taking away his, his, his part of the show here. Nathan, is there something? That, first of all, good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Vinny. I, I'm sorry. I, I almost stole all of your uh, all of your uh, your part, your bit. I almost, <laughs> uh, I almost stepped all over you, and I apologize for that. Well, I'd find it pretty weird if you're driving a classic car around as your car for the week, but are you ready to find out oh, what? I have, though. I've done uh, reviews uh, on classic cars. Oh, they've given you classics before? No, I, I you know, I get them through uh, once a museum gave me one to drive for a week. Uh, once the owner of one gave me one to drive for a few days. Oh, that's pretty uh, neat. So I could kind of get the feel of it. Yeah, and feel what it uh, what it was. I, I think you could probably, there's probably a whole untapped cottage industry out there of reviewing old cars and writing reviews on them because there know, still is a market for them you know people are buying and trading them from other people it's it's an investment well you know you said the magic words that i don't the magic word i don't like is that it's an investment because that's 
um, part of, and we'll talk to Lance Lambert about this, who knows all about this kind of stuff. It's part of what's kind of screwed the sport or the, the hobby up a little bit is that you now have people who treat these as investments. And so, and, and they don't know what a good car is, what a bad car is. They go out. So now you look at, at, at a, I don't know, let's say a, a, an 85 Oldsmobile F85. Mm-hmm. And some guys in the paper selling that car or in the, you know, online trying to sell that car for 15,000 bucks or basically three times what it was when it was new. And, uh, you know, I, 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 maybe I'm wrong because if you would have told me 25 years ago that it would cost you $100,000 to get into a 67 Corvette, I, I'd have thought you were maybe a little nuts. But that's what it costs you these days to get into a 67, uh, a, you know, a clean, decent one. So who knows what's going to happen. But the investment part of this thing, the thing that, that, that the people use this, uh, this uh, hobby for, is, you know, it's kind of like the housing crisis. You know, it's, it's uh, people are selling their cars for whatever they can sell them for. And, um, you know, this is a free market, but it drives up the price for the average person that wants to get into the hobby um, and wants to, you know, w- wants to have a car to drive to cars and coffee. Now that person pays, you know, double for, uh, I mean, look at the Facebook marketplace sometimes. Some of the telephone numbers that people are asking for these cars. It's like crazy. But like they say, this is America. And if you can sell it and somebody wants to buy it, God bless America, right? Well, what do you say we find out what you're driving this week? Well, you got to ask me the question, then, Nathan. <laughs> Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, what am I driving this week, Nathan? I thought you'd never ask. I am driving. Uh, the 2022 Ford Maverick. Well, that sounds weird just to say the Ford Maverick, uh, because uh, you know when I was growing up, a Ford Maverick was a a little two door, a four door economy car, a, a Volkswagen Buster. It was a car that uh, Ford uh, sent out in place of the Falcon in 1970. Uh, had a list price, a uh, sticker price of $1,995. And it was stickered that because it came in under a Volkswagen, lower than a Volkswagen. And at that time, uh, you know, American car makers were looking at Volkswagen as uh, the enemy, as the car that was going to, you know, uh, cheap, easy, economical transportation. Got you from point A to point B. Not a lot of chrome, uh, just your your basic creature comforts. And um, it, it it flew in the face of what conventions said that American cars were. But they sold everyone they could print. And why is that? Because people, you know, the gas uh, crisis hadn't hit yet in 1970, and people wanted to. Uh, you know, still wanted to drive a, a more basic car. Uh, the Toyotas and the Nissans, then called Datsun, were uh, starting to make their way up into uh, the American automotive psyche. And so Ford uh, came out with uh, that Maverick, also came out with the Pinto and uh, Chevy with the Vega. And 
that was the, the beginning of American, really American small cars. Now, Ford resurrected that name for this new small uh, game-changing pickup. And I do believe that this pickup is a game changer. It is uh, smaller, much smaller than your average F-150. Uh, probably I just did a silhouette shot. And it's about three quarters of the size of the big uh, F-150. But as far as driving it, as far as it being manageable, as far as it moving around the city, as far as it being able to carry a load, as far as it being comfortable, uh, and as far as it being inexpensive, uh, this Ford Maverick is a heck of a truck. I mean, you go out to buy a pickup truck, you know, uh, you're in it for 80 grand. If you buy something with options on it, you know, you buy something with uh, electric curb feelers and vacuum ashtrays, the next thing you know, you, you know, you're looking at 80 grand price tag. Uh, this particular XLT two-wheel drive model that I'm uh, using this week, that I'm borrowing from Ford this week, is uh, 28 grand, soup to nuts. Now, does it have everything that the uh, $80,000 pickup truck has? No, but I don't need a luxury boat. I want a pickup truck. I want something I can take to Home Depot. I want something that I can throw the kids in the back of and take them to soccer practice. I want something that looks stylish, that'll serve the purpose of um, throwing stuff in the back, bringing it home, and also the purpose of uh, being able for my uh, wife, my uh, partner, my husband, my uh, kids to drive it without, um, without running anything over. Uh, that they can see the road. I mean, some of these pickup trucks that you see are ridiculous. Uh, so far up off the ground. And, and uh, just uh, this is a, a much more practical. And you know me, I'm a practical guy. Uh, much more, I don't know, useful, I think, especially in the city uh, type of pickup truck. I think you're going to see a ton of these things. Uh, I understand that Ford is, is sold out everyone that they could make so far. People... Um, want, they want more manageable, more simple things in their lives right now. Is that it? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but I think it would be safe to say that people want that kind of thing right now. And uh, the Maverick, along with the Santa Cruz that we tested a few months ago and was our um, top car that you did not want to give back, was, um, you know, fits that bill. It, it's like nothing else that's out there right now. They used to make small pickup trucks. As a matter of fact, once upon a time, this pickup truck was a big pickup truck. But they've grown outrageously over the past uh, 20 years and turned into uh, cars that, uh, trucks that are large. And for the most part, Maybe even some people say too large for American roads. Uh, I don't. I don't subscribe to that theory. I don't think they're too large for American roads. Uh, but I do think that uh, when you go to the dealer and buy one, you buy a lot of stuff that you really don't need on it. You buy a lot of stuff that that is uh, way in excess of what you need. I mean, when I started buying pickup trucks, you couldn't even buy power windows in a pickup truck. 
you know, crank windows only. I don't know if you can get crank windows on the Maverick, uh, but when you go inside this thing and you look at the interior, it looks all Greenpeace. I mean, it looks all recycled materials. Um, I think I heard somewhere that you, the, the dashboard is actually edible. I'm not going to try that, but, um, you know, it's possible that it is. I'm just not going to put, um, what do you call it, um, chocolate on it and try to do something like that. So that's uh, what I'm driving this week. We'll have a full review of it next week here on Drive Time as uh, we are live at uh, Shoreline Cars and Coffee. Um, let's see, we'll come back. We'll talk to Lance Lambert, my good friend who has his finger on the pulse of uh, the American scene when it comes to car shows and uh, what's happening this year. How will COVID affect those shows? Uh, the pretty cars in the background are here at Shoreline Cars and Coffee. Four cars are here now. Really kind of, uh, well, we got a, a, a Mustang, a 60. Seven or 68. Got a bunch of good stuff out here. All right, quick break here. We come back with Lance Lambert right here on Drive Time Radio. What does it take to be a Buick? It takes a car as wild and wonderful as the new Buick Wildcat for 64. When you go the way of the Wildcat, people take notice. They want to know more about your car. They'll want to drive it themselves. But beware, once they get behind the wheel, it's hard to get them out. For Wildcat, it's the wildest, and above all, it's a Buick. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. All right, back with you here on Drive Time Radio, New York. Vinny hanging out with you live at uh, the Shoreline Cars and Coffee, which is in the uh, parking lot of the Central Market here. Uh, one of the uh, relatively newer cars and coffees, but uh, kept alive. Uh, by a gentleman we'll talk to in a little while who has been out here in rain and snow. Ryan, when it was snowing, you were out here, right? Me and one other person. See, that's what you call commitment. That's what you need to run one of these things, a little bit of commitment of showing up and being there. One other person. What, what was the other car that showed up? Dodge Ram 2500 lifted. There you go. See? A Ram 2500 lifted. That's the, yeah. Okay. So you're, you're grooving. All right, um, we'll talk to Ryan in a couple of minutes about uh, about causing coffee here in Shoreline. Again, the Central Market parking lot, they're here until 10 this morning. I'll be probably get out of here a little earlier than that, but please come by and take a look at uh, some of the great eye. And the reason people do this is so that they can come out and uh, talk to each other, but also to show their cars off. And again, uh, a bunch of really neat stuff here this morning. It's... Uh, I, I guess uh, I would say one of the first car shows of the year. And when we talk about car shows, we talk about uh, uh, my friend, Lance Lambert, who knows more about car shows in the uh, Puget Sound area. Uh, he keeps posting pictures of him in 1958 at the uh, Frisco Freeze Driving uh, down at Tacoma. And it makes me want to go back to 1958, but he joins us now for the Vintage Vehicle Show and 
many other hot rod endeavors. A member of the hot rod, Washington State Hot Rod Hall of Fame, uh, Lance Lambert. Lance, good morning. How are you, Val? Vinny, I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, thanks for, for being here, man. I really appreciate you. Uh, you drive up from Tacoma this morning? No, I, I live about two miles from here. Oh, okay. I, a lot of the stuff I, I post uh, is from Tacoma because I still hang out with a lot of my buddies, but I've been up here since I was 19. So. It's uh, it's good to hang out with your buddies, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. for, especially ones that you've had since uh, since nineteen. So this is um, this is a great phenomenon up here. It's growing. I think uh, it's certainly in the Puget Sound area, right? Mm -hmm. The Carson Coffee yeah, they're popping up all over the place. Yeah, um, this one's been going for I don't know five or six years, something like that. And and on a on a bad day, there'll be twenty cars. On a good day, there'll be sixty cars. And, this year they decided to run it through the winter usually it shuts down by now and it starts back up in about may but people keep coming right and if it's pouring down rain they'll still come but there there won't be many yeah they stay in their car yeah. now how is um how is COVID affected uh this whole thing i know for a while you just couldn't have them you just or, or you had to come but you had to sit in your car you couldn't get out of the car yeah just well, look at each other hand signals well it's it wiped it out pretty good for the last couple of years but it's limping back. I MC a lot of shows, 20, 30 shows a year. And that pretty much went away during COVID. But now I'm booked for several this year and people are planning on having the shows. So good. we'll just see how it goes. Good, good. Um, yeah, that was uh, kind of led me right into my next question. How is the car show scene here in the, in the Puget Sound? And, and what are we looking at this year? We're going to see more of the, uh, the El Camino shows, the different Corvette shows and the, the Ford shows and all of those shows uh, going to be back this year. Does it seem like that's uh, picking up again? It, it is picking up, not to the degree of, you know, three years ago, but people are a good example would be the Greenwood show. And that's a huge show. You right. know that one giant show. They haven't had it for a few years. It's an official Seafair event. And Seafair has, has said no the last couple of years. This year, they said, yes, you can bring the show back. And of course, that, you know, I keep saying it, but could, that could change. But that's kind of an indication. And, uh, and the attendance of shows, I mean, everybody wants to get out. Right. And I expect them to to be pretty uh, strongly attended and it it also you know some of the, the shows that did happen last year there were still huge turnout of yeah. the shows so what about uh, the, the online has 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 car have car shows made that you know most of the world has made the transition to being online uh, you know with zoom and everything now um, we can sit home and look at a car show almost not quite as well as you can if you're in person you can't oh nobody wants to touch in their car anyway uh, but you can't you know look at it and see the chrome and everything in the same way that you can if you're here um are we seeing more online participation with uh, car shows there's more and more a lot of sites that post uh car shows that the people that are posting have been to some are just sites to be an online car show uh ryan that kind of oversees this whole thing, Ryan Harsager, he does a really good job of posting what's happening here and what's happening around the area. And he has a couple of sites that are, you know, seen in Seattle, I think is one of them is called and just cars that are, are happening, but it's, we're still dealing with this COVID thing, but the, the, the health of the hobby is, is returning. So. 
good, good. Uh, Lance Lambert is with us from uh, the Vintage Vehicle Show and also from the belongs to the Washington State Hot Rod Hall of Fame, which uh, is uh, is a great group of uh, of people that keep the sport of hot rodding uh, alive in Washington State. And um, do you get like a, a, a one of those fancy jackets, like the NFL <laughs> Hall of Fame, or uh... well, I, I was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2008. They gave me all kinds of swag, but this jacket was one of them. And I have worn this coat so <laughs> it's, it's wearing out around the cups. But this is uh, what uh, tw- 13 years I've been wearing this coat. So well, we'll, we'll get you another one. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, that we could all, you know, chip the a hall, buck or something. And the Hall of Fame is is such a great group, though. Is there, is there a physical place? No, not, no, not, not no. yet, but is there plans there, there, for there, No, there won't be. It's it's an organization that recognizes people in the car community that have done something for the community in general. It, it's You don't get inducted because you've got a cool car collection. You get inducted because you uh, have worked with charities and you've, you've done a lot for the community. Right. Uh, my television show ran for 23 years, 465 episodes. It's still available on YouTube. That and, and a lot of charity events that I was involved in made them uh, – take a look at me as being worthy but there are people inducted into the hall of fame who've just done incredible things and also at the hall of fame scholarships are given out to automotive students at lake washington technical institute and then a big thing is there's a charity every year that's that's part of the uh, the hall of fame and it's a big deal they collect money beforehand they give it and it's Always, almost always a, a children-related charity. The, a f- my, my favorite thing that they did a couple of years ago, four or five years ago, the Seattle Burn, Child's Burn Center, I forgot what it was called. Yeah, Children's Hospital Burn Center. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they came, they were going to be the recipient, and we collected money beforehand, and then we collect money at the actual event, and the, the banquet, there'll be 450 to 650 people there, depending on the venue. But we collected money during the, the banquet and at the intermission of the banquet and then at the end of the banquet I brought the woman up on stage I MC every year brought the woman up on stage and I said well how much did you expect to get tonight and she said well a thousand I was hoping for maybe 1500 I I handed her a container and I said well here's twenty two thousand dollars <laughs> and that's how generous the people are in that, that community well and that's something that people um, and these uh, different uh, cars and coffees and different events really add to the community, not just in the fact of giving people someplace to go and something to see. We see people here talking to each other and taking pictures, uh, but also the service work that people do in these car uh, communities, I found to be so heartwarming. Um, you know, back in the old drag racing days, I don't know that we did all that much stuff uh, to help the community. As a matter of fact, we probably spent a lot of time getting run from the community and the cops and everything. But uh-huh. as you grow older, you realize your responsibility to a community and you do things a little bit differently. And that's one thing about, uh, this cars and coffee scene and many other car shows like that. Almost all of them, a piece of the action goes to some kind of worthwhile organization. It gets vetted by people and agreed upon. Uh, not only that, but I know when I was, uh, uh, helping out the uh, not helping out. I was uh, part of the Corvette Mart Club, so we did everything uh, uh, vets for vet every year, where we go out to the veterans' home on the peninsula, and um, you know take vets, veterans for rides in Corvettes. Uh-huh. Small thing, you think, right? You know, 
go for a ride. But to see the faces of these people light up, sure. When uh, when they got to ride the fancy car like this, I mean, it really was uh, really was amazing to me that the, the things you can do with uh, cars and community. There's a car. There's a group of guys called Auto Angels, and they're car buffs. But they take uh, not classic cars, but uh, you know something with a hundred thousand miles on it that needs a little work that somebody wants to get rid of. They take it, refurbish it and give it to somebody that's in need of transportation. Wow. And that's frequently, uh, you know, single moms that are, yeah. are uh, maybe down on their luck a little bit, uh, uh, can't afford to get a car at that moment or somebody in a, in a desperate situation. Suddenly they have a dependable car and a group of guys, uh, men and women that will keep that car running for them. That's you know, and that's a, a great idea. It was uh, it was an organization like that when I was in Pittsburgh, as you know, I spent ten years back in Pittsburgh, and um, there was an organization that did that, took applications, for people, and they gave out probably four or five cars a year, and really, it, you know, made a difference in people's lives. Sure. You know, when you don't have transportation, you can't go to work, you can't do yeah. so many things, yeah. and when you can put a car in the hands of somebody. Uh, that, uh, you know, severely needs it to get to work, you're making a difference in their life. Absolutely. You really are. Yeah, yeah. Lance Lampin is my guest. We're here at Cars and Coffee uh, in Shoreline. The place is starting to fill up. Lots of, uh, uh, lots. Of, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the guy behind me here because, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like they say when you stand on a baseball field, you know, always, uh, always yeah. be looking around. Don't take your eye off the yeah. ball. Um but the, the collector's car scene in Puget Sound and in general, how's the market? How has COVID affected it? Uh, is it a strong market? I'm seeing telephone numbers for some cars um, on, you know, Facebook Marketplace and something like that. And I'm wondering if people are really getting that kind of money for these cars right now. It doesn't COVID doesn't seem to be taking, or an aging population doesn't seem to be taking a toll on the car market. And I follow Bring a Trailer very right. closely daily, and also uh, Craigslist. And the prices that they're getting for cars are, you know, amazing. So, and, and every, it seems like about every five, seven years, cars kind of take this bump. Uh, I remember when a when a, when a, a really cool car cost five thousand, and then suddenly it was ten thousand, right. and then it was fifteen thousand, and, and twenty thousand. And of course, you can get you know cool cars for much less than that. But that that uh, entry level of a good car keeps going up despite people worrying about the hobby dying because of the aging participants. I see a lot of young faces out yeah. here, along with the you know the old geezers like us. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of kids. I mean, Ryan. You know, Ryan doesn't look like he's uh-huh. much older than uh, 27, 28 years well, old. Well, I, I had Ryan on my television show, Vintage Vehicle Show, when he was eight years old. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, uh, we, he had a collection of die-cast cars, and we interviewed him just like they were real cars. Wow. Yeah, out of the Triple X. That's, that's awesome. There's a kid that's doing that now up in... Um, uh-huh. Anthony? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I met his uh, mom, I believe it was, mm-hmm. at the... Uh, Seattle International she's, Auto she's Show. She's quite a promoter. Yeah, she's 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 on top of yeah. uh, on top of the she's, deal. But they're great calendars. I mean, uh-huh. the guy, the kid, is an artist. Yes. I mean, really, Beautiful you know, he, he takes these cars and he he uh, shoots these calendars, and it just really are, they're works of art. Uh-huh. 
Um, if somebody wants to get into the collector car hobby, the sport, rather the, the hobby, it's not a sport, it's a hobby. I keep saying sports because my sports light keeps going off in my head. Um, what's what's a good way for somebody to get into it to start out? The, the one of the changes I'm seeing recently that I I like, and you'll probably see it here today, is that cars that were looked down upon in the not too distant past, you know, an, an '82 Dodge or something like that. Those cars are starting to be accepted into the community, showing up at Cars and Coffees and different shows. And just last week, there, I don't know what it was, an 82 Dodge or something, but it was in mint condition. And I'm looking at this and thinking, this is a pretty cool ride and fairly dependable, I think. Uh, five, six, seven thousand dollars. You can you can get into one of those that looks like even less than that, like it just rolled out in the showroom. They're around. And and then I, my daily driver is a, a 2005 Crossfire. It's a great car. They're a wonderful car. I've had two of them. And you can buy the best one in, in the state for $6,000, $8,000. They're just giving them away. And, and those cars uh, can can be accepted at these kind of things, too. I'll get nervous when I show up at a Cars and Coffee or a car show and see somebody polishing up a, a Citation X11. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chevy's answer to the BMW 2002. Uh -huh. <laughs> Except that nobody asked the question at that point. Oh, uh, I man, Lance, it's good to see you, man. It's Thank good to be you, out man. here with you, Cars and Coffee. And uh, I'm glad that uh, we're out here this morning and, and uh, showing, you know, just, just showing people on uh, Facebook uh -huh. and on on a different social media, and we're up to what we got about 20 cars out there. I like that, see yeah. Ford Fair, yeah. which is on my bucket list. Oh, mine too. I've yeah. One, one other one. I've always, yeah, I've only had a, I don't know, 65 Monza, uh -huh. the 140 horsepower, uh, yeah, yeah, Monza. Uh, the spider. Yeah, the Spider. Yeah, uh -huh. that thing ran like hell until I ran it with no oil. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, I, I figured it didn't need water. Uh, probably didn't need, need oil. oil yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've learned <laughs> yes I, yes i learned all right lance thank you very much man. Vinny, thank you very you. much it's an honor good to be on to your show you it's too. my second appearance so i'll be on the staff you're, pretty you're, soon, yeah right? you're actually a member we now have you down as a member you should expect your uh yeah. media credential and okay. your staff drive, drive time hall of fame we'll get you into uh, any shopping center <laughs> In the Puget Sound area. Good. I've been trying to get into the South Center Mall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. Thank you, Vinny. All right. You're welcome. All right. We are out here at um, uh, Caution Coffee in Shoreline. Uh, Lance Lambert with us, the Vintage Vehicle Show. You can find his stuff on YouTube. We'll take a quick break here, come back, and uh, we'll talk to the man that runs this thing here and make sure that people get down here and um, see what's going on. And maybe he can describe to us a few of the uh, – Vehicles that are down here. We are live at the Shoreline Cars and Coffee. Uh, we're at 1150 KKNW. Don't you go anywhere. Beginning to a beautiful 1968 Chevrolet's Impala Sport Coupe. Dramatically new, distinctively styled. What strikes you first is the beautiful harmony of line. Every curve, every sweep is clean and compatible. Modern, fresh design. And inside, Chevrolet remembers your comfort with new colors, new fabrics, new instrument panel. Security, too, with the approved GM energy-absorbing steering column, new side marker lights. 
Impala 68, unforgettably beautiful, right back to its new recessed taillights. Impala, America's favorite car, is at your Chevrolet dealers, who reminds you, be smart, be sure, buy Chevrolet. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. All right, coming up, uh, we have our Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, we will pay tribute uh, to Meatloaf this morning with one of the great uh, cartoons of all time. Uh, it's up at the, uh, probably in anybody's top, uh, I don't know, top 20 rock and roll songs of all time list. We're back here with you at Shoreline Cars and Coffee. The man who puts this thing together every week through uh, uh, Facebook. Come on in, Ryan. Ryan Horsager is with us. Ryan, good morning. How are you, pal? Good, how are you? Good, good. Now, Lance told me that he was taking pictures of you when you were eight years old and building model cars. Yes, that is true. We, uh, I did an interview with him at the X driving at their uh, Tri-5 Chevy show a number of years back when I was a little kid. And uh, I brought a bunch of model cars and we talked about them and it was really fun. And so you, our relationship has just grown since then. So you've been doing this, uh, interested in cars for a long time. Yeah, I've been really into gold cars since I was six. Yeah. Pretty much when the first movie Cars came out. And then I went to the Greenwood Car Show shortly after that. And kind of got hooked, right? Yep. Is it... Is it... Uh, as, a, as a young man, and I, I'm... I'm Making a supposition here, you're probably in your late 20s, right? 21. 21. Wow. You better slow down, pal. You're looking, uh, <laughs> you're looking older than y'all. No, seriously. Um, oh, with the collection, I've got. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is it, are you the only one of your friends that are into this? Or do you have a lot of friends, a lot of people that you know uh, that are getting into the sport of uh, car collecting and automotive these days? Uh, well, my partner is very into the whole car thing, which is just great. Yeah. And uh, we've, uh, we have a few friends too that ne- wouldn't necessarily be into cars maybe if it weren't for me, but they've grown to really appreciate them. Yeah. Uh, maybe not to the obsessive level that I have, but um, I, I I know there's a lot of people out there my age though that are into them. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's a good piece of hope. What's it take to put this together? I know I see all over uh, the internet that uh, Shoreline Coffee Coffee has its own page, and yeah. so on and so forth. But uh, a lot of work, or do you just put out the call and everybody shows up? Um, you know, it's not a lot of work because. I, you know, I just I just put the word out and I just I take pictures for the community so that everybody can enjoy it. The the real magic here happens when everybody shows up. And that's that's the only way it happens is when right. people come together and we get a community. It, yeah, and that's it, what's really great. Yeah, it's really interesting to see. I mean, here you have a, a diverse group of people uh, that might. I don't know if they were walking down the aisle in the supermarket might walk right past each other. But here everybody's out here with the commonality. Of classic cars and wow, look at I don't even know what that wow. is. That's cool. Yeah, if you're in the area, come on down, bring the kids, and let them take a look at some of the great um, iron uh, that's out here. You got a guy just pulling up in a Z28. Uh, I got to say, car. like a pace car from what is that? About an '85, I guess. '83. '83, yeah, Camaro Z28, which is uh, every hot rodder's dream car, even. If they're in the 80s, I mean, obviously the 69s are the, you know, the, the holy grail, but uh, the Z28 is a Z28 unless it's on a Cavalier. Um, <laughs> that's Z24. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Uh, but uh, all right. And, and you and this will be here all 
all year, right? You're going to be here every Saturday morning? Every Saturday morning, rain or shine. And this is the first uh, winter that we've technically done a year-round schedule. Uh, in the past, before I sort of took over promoting this event, uh, it was 7 to 9 in the morning. Yeah. And it was, mm, I think, April through October. Wow. And when we sort of took it over, we did a group decision to change it from 8 to 10. Uh, which is still kind of early for some people, yeah. but definitely better than seven. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's grown from there and it's been really great. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. Thank you for uh, having us out here this morning and, um, you know, getting, getting a chance to show our audience some of the, some of the great irons, some of the great uh, cars, uh, Cougar XR7 uh, that's right behind you that everybody should uh, from Washington State should have a Cougar, right? Until they made a car named Husky. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Thanks very much. Thank you so much. All right, time now for our Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, we bring it to you in the hopes uh, because listen, cars and music go together like nothing else. I mean, you get in the car, you turn on the radio, and there you go. You got cars and music. Um, Meatloaf left us uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, he's uh, one of the one of the great car songs. One of the great songs. Uh, that pay tribute uh, to cars and love and relationships is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And I thought we would spin that as our cartoon this morning. In honor, uh, rest in peace, Meatloaf. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ah, yes, the uh, Drive Time Radio Road Test. We're live here at the Shoreline Cars and Coffee an excellent, I mean, you were talking about rare cars, but uh, an MG sedan just pulled up uh, here, and everybody's uh, giving it the eye. A beautiful, uh, a beautiful ride. Let me quickly switch around and see if I can uh, capture it here. There you can kind of see it in the background. Anyway, time now for the road test. We, uh, we road test cars so you don't have to. It's very simple, very quick, very easy. And this week, uh, we're happy to tell you about the uh, experience I had in Toyota RAV4 Prime. Uh, this is a hybrid, plug-in hybrid vehicle. You know, Toyota is uh, heavily invested in hydrogen, but uh, to get them from gasoline to hydrogen, they've become uh, pretty much uh, a leader in hybrid and uh, electric and uh, the RAV4 that uh, that they have put the uh, plug-in hybrid uh, uh, engine into is, uh, is a spectacular vehicle. I mean, if you're familiar with the RAV4, we've talked about the RAV4 before, uh, you know how much I, uh, I love the vehicle. I, I've, you know, friends have gotten in them and loved them and enjoyed them. It, it does just about everything you want a small crossover to do. It's roomy. It um, has uh, plenty of get up and go. It's uh, versatile. Seats uh, uh, are easy to manage. The interior is easy to manage. It has uh, all sorts of safety equipment, which is so important to so many people today. And it, uh, it rides bigger than it is, feels bigger than it is. And uh, with the addition of the hybrid, uh, prime uh, equipment package uh, to this vehicle. It becomes uh, actually kind of the fastest Toyota out there. I mean, I, you know, I've driven a number of Toyotas and uh, 
and this thing is pretty quick. Let me tell you, um, it uh, you know the plug-in hybrid is uh, something that gives you. Uh, it allows you to go solely on electric. You, uh, you you plug it in, you charge it up. It allows you to go solely on electric uh, for I think it's up to a 70-mile range. So if you are scooting around town, you're going to the shopping center, uh, you're running your errands, um, you you could wind up not using any gas for a, for a while. If you have a short commute every day, you commute, I don't know, 20 miles a day, 25 miles a day, uh, and you can plug in at the office. Again, you're cheating the uh, cheating the gas man once again because that's uh, you know, and, and it's quite a savings. And when you can put that together uh, and come up with, uh, I don't know, it's almost 300 horsepower, I believe, between the two engines in there, uh, you get a quick, efficient, roomy uh, vehicle, technologically advanced. I mean, uh, Toyota's safety uh, record stands on its own as far as uh, what they are able to do with their uh, technology uh, and all the driver assist things that they uh, put in these new cars. Uh, it's uh, got a nice safety rating from the IIHS um, uh, with certain headlights. There are certain headlight packages that don't get that, but the uh, RAV4 does. And it really puts it all together uh, for Toyota in a smaller vehicle that's manageable and uh, allows you to to, uh, to feel like you're doing something for the planet. The uh, RAV4, uh, which I drove, the RAV4 Prime, uh, comes in at just under, I think it was 49,000. I think it was 48 and change. Uh, you can't get them right now. They're sold out. There's only a certain amount of them that they're uh, selling in the United States. And in those um, states, uh, it, it's only, I believe, three states in the United States, uh, Washington, uh, in California and I think one state back east. It might be uh, you might be able to get it in Oregon too now, uh, but next year I think there'll be more of them around, and you'll be able, like many cars, uh, there'll be more of them around. So it's definitely a car. Uh, I, I would say that you should go look at it, but if you go look at it, the only thing you can really do right now with the car is salivate and say, uh, you know, when they make more of these. I will hopefully uh, be able to go out and buy one because it certainly is a car that you uh, that you should be thinking about and needing. Uh, you know, if you're in the market for a hybrid, uh, it might, because you can't wait for your electric car in a couple of years. All right, that's going to put another drive time in the books. Live here from the Shoreline Cars and Coffee, where there are just some excellent vehicles out here, things that you haven't seen. They'll be here till 10. So if you're in the area, come by, say hello. Uh, lots of people here would love to talk to you about your uh, car, about their cars, maybe about your car too, if you come with something cool. And it runs across the board. There's a couple of great old Volvos. As I said, uh, an MG sedan, a bug eye Sprite sitting over there, an old Chevy pickup truck, a newer Chevy pickup truck, and a Ford Maverick pickup truck that I'm sitting my butt on the tailgate of. See you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Thank you to everybody who makes the show possible, and especially our producer Nathan back at the studio who deals with me on a on a daily, uh, uh, you know, weekly basis and still hasn't gone crazy yet. Have a good one, folks. We'll see you next week.